Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> you know, the, um, it's very interesting that um, most families are so different from each other. When uh, uh, Sharina and Ryan got married the, during the reception, um, they had all the kids, all the siblings share. <clears throat> and Sharina's, uh, Sharina's siblings just ribbed her so much. And the, on Ryan's side of the family, they were all shocked because his brother and sister went up and said all the nice things about him. <laughs> and it was such a contrast, you know. But I think all families are so different, and, you've got, and God takes opposite families and puts them together, just like he takes a man and a wife and puts them together. And we think that we're getting such a great deal when we get married, right? <clears throat> until a few weeks into the marriage and we realized, uh-oh, God tricked us. <laughs> uh, I get the privilege to talk about fathers this morning, and I think this is kind of some of the things that's really hard for different ones of you that are not married or you don't have a father or not a husband. And, you know, there's just a really hard thing that you face on a Father's Day. And I just want to pray that God's grace will be upon your life as you hear these thoughts because Every one of us, and I'm going to be speaking about principles of leadership, principles of influence that's good for everybody. And so if you can't see yourself as a father or as a leader, uh, just realize that God's put influence in your life with people around you, neighbors, work people, uh, work associates, uh, people that you rub shoulders with. And you are a major influencer in their lives. Father, this morning, I just pray that you bless our time <clears throat> as we honor fathers and realize the principles that uh, make up what a father is and that every single one of us, each one that's not married, that don't have fathers, that have fathers that's uh, passed away or uh, homes and families that don't have little kids because... Uh, of an empty nest situation. Help them to realize that regardless of where they are, they can be an influence. And so we just give you thanks and praise that we can take these principles and apply them to our lives and see them impact other people. In Jesus' name, we pray together. And everybody said, amen. So happy Father's Day to all the, the fathers in the house. I don't know what you're going to be planning or what your family is planning for you. Um, I don't know if you realize this, but uh, Mother's Day is the highest uh, business uh, time for restaurants. More families take mothers out during Mother's Day than they do fathers. In fact, it was really interesting. This past Mother's Day, uh, <clears throat> the mothers expected all the fathers to cook for them, which was a good thing in our family. And... Uh, I didn't realize it. Yesterday, Susan came up to me and she said, uh, I want you to make this uh, crispy pork belly for the family tomorrow. And I just got up this morning thinking I got it all prepared. And there's, she's supposed to be doing that for me, not me for her. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> two years ago, two years ago at Father's Day, Sharina was back. And she planned this... Uh, Tennis time, because I enjoy playing tennis. And then 
After we got together and played tennis with all the family, she wanted me to play against David and Jonathan, me against both of them. But I won. I was so happy that I won. <laughs> Most of the time, you see John and uh, Sharina up here, and uh, David's back. You know why the sound was so good this morning? That's because David's back there. David is my youngest son. <clears throat> I want to talk about building a multi-generational legacy. I heard Martin, I, I read a thing about Martin Luther just before I got married, and he said, marriage is not two people looking at each other, but two people with each other looking in the same direction. Did you catch that? Marriage is not two people looking at each other who said no. <laughs> Logan. <laughs> but two people with each other looking in the same direction. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know when this was. Um, right after David uh, got home, he, he worked with an auto a part shop, and then he got a job with the embassy and uh, in the food and beverage uh, department. And he came up to me and he said, you know, the, the management position for the food and beverage uh, department is open, and I'm going to apply for it. What do you think? And I said, oh, that's great. And in my mind, I thought that they would just fill those slots with people who had qualifications in that uh, area. And I was just surprised. He said, I, he came back and he said, I, I got the job. And as soon as he did that, he said that, I re this thought came into my mind. And I believe that this is true for every single family that follows Jesus. If you love the Lord, <clears throat> you trust him, you want him to do uh, for you what you can do for yourself. I, one of the things that I better preface with um, what I'm going to be sharing this morning is um, that I don't feel like what has happened in our family is of my doing. I was not prepared for, for to be a father, to, to be a husband, to be a father. I wasn't prepared for any of the things that involved raising a family. And I had to seek God and trust God for all of that. And I look back and I'm just shocked at what's happened. And I think God wants to shock every single one of us in our lives at the goodness that he is going to provide for us in our lives when we follow him. It doesn't matter who you are. As long as you make that commitment to follow him, he will bless you. He will bless your family. He will bless uh, the legacy that you have. God spoke to me. As soon as David got that job and as the, the head of the department in the embassy in um, hotel in Lahaina, uh, and then right after that, uh, was able to get the, the same job as the head of food and beverage in Four Seasons in Wailea. God spoke to me and said, the blessing I'm giving your kids is because of the blessing I'm giving you. Your blessing is being passed on to your children. And I, and I, I thought, wow, that's really great. I never knew that the Bible said that, and this is what I found in the scriptures, and I'm, I, I want to share this this morning. 
Psalms 112, verse 2 says, His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. The next one. Okay, everybody together. This is a, a paraphrase of that scripture, okay? Their descendants will be given power on earth. Those who do right will be greatly blessed. Their family will be very rich and their goodness will continue forever. I think the rich is not only speaking about wealth, but uh, riches in every single area in terms of relationship, in terms of uh, jobs, in terms of uh, uh, heritage. <clears throat> I found this and I said, the reason why God's blessing my kids is because I'm walking with Jesus. And this, is, uh, this has been proven in history. If you follow the Lord... Those you influence, God will bless beyond the natural capacities of giftings and opportunities that they have. I've watched young kids in uh, Christian families all of a sudden change. Somewhere in their lives, they're growing, 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 and something changes in them. And they have gifts and they have abilities that's different from when they were younger. And I'm looking at them thinking, this is amazing. But th this is what studies of families uh, have generated. This is a multi-generational uh, study by Richard uh, Dugdale in 1877. He followed 150 years of five generations of two families, the Edwards family and the Jukes family. And he found that the Edwards family had 14 descendants, 1,400 descendants, and the Juke family had 1,200 descendants. Max Juke was an alcoholic, a criminal, got in trouble with the law all the time, and he, his descendants, this is some of the records that uh, Dugdale found, 300 died prematurely, 440 were physically wrecked uh, by addiction to alcohol following their father, 310 were paupers, 160 were convicts in prison, 190 were prostitutes, 60 were thieves, 7 were murderers. But on Jonathan Edwards' side, he was a revivalist in the 1700s. <clears throat> From his family, out of 1,400 descendants, one U.S. vice president, one dean of a law school, one dean of a medical school, three U.S. senators, three governors, 13 college presidents, 30 judges, 60 doctors, 65 professors, 75 military officers, 80 public office holders, 100 lawyers, 100 uh, clergymen, 285 college graduates. Isn't that a huge contrast? God promises that our seed will be mighty on the earth. He will grant to our kids greater gifts that he's given to us. And I'm, I'm watching my kids, and I'm thinking, how can they do what they're doing? <clears throat> uh, let's read this together. This is a summary that's in your notes. Everybody together. As fathers, and you can, speak, you can uh, express this even though you're not a father because you're a leader. Let, let's speak this together. As fathers, we set the foundation for our family's future. Most of us are unaware of when getting married. Our focus is short-sighted, while God's focus is long-range, generational versus multi-generational. We are called to build a legacy for the future to raise children 
who love Jesus. So this is, let's pray. Father, bless our time. And we just ask that you speak to each of our hearts and each of our lives. Whether we're fathers or not, you have, you have given every single one of us influence. Let that influence be a positive influence with all the relationships we have. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our children will be mighty. That's what God promises. And I found we're going to go through the entire Psalm 112 this morning. There's only 10 verses. And there's three major thoughts I'm taking from it. Number one, uh, everyone say, say this together. Trust God and become like him. Everybody say that. Trust God and become like him. Trust God and become like him. The, these are the scriptures. Uh, Blessed is the man that fears the Lord. This is verse one. That delights greatly in his commandments. So that is how this psalm starts. If you want to see your children be great, if you want to see those you influence be great, this is what is asked. Blessed is a man, God says, I'm going to bless you, not only bless you, but bless your children. Blessed is a man that fears the Lord, and fear is not being terrorized by the Lord. It is honor God, reverence him, put him first in your life, delight in his commandments, enjoy God's word, one of the things that God uh, spoke to me when I was, um, when we began our family, I didn't know how to raise kids. I didn't, I had no relationship with my dad. Um, he was such a distant person to me. I didn't know how to be a father, I, but I prayed five things for my kids. I prayed that they would be close to Christ, that they would be blessed in their classes, five, five C's, uh, Christ class, uh, college or career, uh, and then career and companion. And I, I pray that God would bless every aspect of their lives. Every day, I would pray for that. Blessed is a man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. And he says, this is what I'm going to do in his life. When he does that, I'm going to make him great. He will be gracious. He will be full of compassion. He will be righteous. He'll be a good person that will show favor and lend, be generous in his life. He will guide his, he will be wise. He will guide his affairs with discretion. It doesn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight for me. There's so many mistakes that I made. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Make sure the foundation is solid. Trust God so you can become like him. <clears throat> Spiritual life is like sports. It's not a sprint that gets over right away. If you want to just, if you want to follow the Lord thinking that you just want to get all the benefits and then you find some really rough times, uh, this is not the life for you because you're going to live life just as anyone else lives, but you've got a strength that's provided for you. <clears throat> life is not a sprint. Life is a marathon. And uh, it takes different muscles to be able to run both. Uh, when I was, how old was I? 24 is when we got married, Susan. I forgot, 24. She was, I think she just got out of, high, out of college. This is what the Bible says. Whosoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains. And I, this is a picture of us getting started our church on Maui. And I look back at, uh, John looks like he's about 10 years old, sometimes in the 80s. And I said, well, that looks like Korean, a Korean actress and an actor. 
They're so handsome and so pretty, beautiful. <laughs> so when I got married, I thought, my wife is just the right person for me. And, uh, you know, life is a marathon, not a sprint. It doesn't happen to be good overnight. Uh, I think we've got probably a, one of the greatest marriage we, that, of anybody after 52 years, but it took 52 years of learning all kinds of lessons. And um, I don't know if you heard about the early morning bed-making saga that between, how, how many of you heard this story before? Not very many of you. Oh, okay, so I can share it. Uh, when we, do you know that one of the biggest things that you will be taught in a relationship is not what the other person will do for you to make you happy. Marriage is not, when God says your wife is a good thing that is a gift from God to you, God's not saying that she's going to please you in everything that you want for your life. Because you'll find that what you want her to change doesn't change. You can't change your spouse. <clears throat> but it's really interesting that over the course of decades, you become a whole like, whole like, much like her, and she becomes more like you, and you change each other. <laughs> That's amazing. <clears throat> I, get, I like to get up early in the morning, and Susan sleeps a little later. So in my mind, I'm thinking, uh, the bed's not made. It needs to be made. She's going to do it. And I come back in the late morning or afternoon, and it's not made. And I say, how come you don't make the bed? And she said, well, um, it's not that important. <laughs> I think it's important. So after a few months of this, I was getting before the Lord, and I was getting really irritated. Ever get irritated with your spouse? Got really irritated. And I said, Lord, this, I'm so irritated. And the Lord spoke to me. It's great to be a person who walks with God because God speaks to you. And the Lord said, um, <clears throat> I have the answer so that you'll not be irritated anymore because the bed will be made. I said, great, tell me. He says, you do it every morning. I said, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I wanted you to change Susan. So this has been going on for 50 years. Well, this, this saga has been going on for 50 years. I came to the place one day, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, Susan said something about, you know, it's not necessary to make the bed because you need to freshen the mattress and you can't do it when you cover it all the time and there's all kinds of bed bugs. And I thought to myself, really? I didn't realize that. So I stopped making the bed. <laughs> and about... Five years ago or so. So I just didn't care. You know, if the bed was messy, it was messy. And all of a sudden, one day, she comes up to me and she says, um, uh, let's make the bed. I said, okay, let's do it together. And so she does a part of the, the bed making. I do part of the bed making, and it's done. <clears throat> and then I realized that every time we'd make it, it's because she asked for me to help her make the bed. And I wasn't in initiating anything. <clears throat> and now, anytime, almost any time you come to our home, the bed's made. And she loves opening the bedroom door. She said, I love looking into our bedroom because it looks like a hotel room. 
And you know what we've done? We've come to the place where she does her half, and I do my half. So I get up in the morning, I do my half, and make sure that all of the pillows and things that need to be on her side is on her side, and she does her half. And we have a beautiful bedroom every single day because we're both doing it together. Isn't that something? That's 50 years, though. <laughs> Second thing, so uh, our children will be, will be mighty if you trust God and become more like him. Love isn't finding the right person. You know what love is? Love is becoming the right person. God works first in us before he works in the other person. The second thing is our children will be mighty when we... I can't see the time. When we model optimism and impact others. Um, let's say that together. Model optimism to impact others. Everybody say that. Model optimism to impact others. You know, every single one of us will have problems. And we heard the prophetic word this morning, and Pastor John was sharing these things, <clears throat> that you will face crisis, difficulties, challenges in your life, and that's just part of life. How you approach it is really, really critical. So I think Pastor John was making the comment, um, you can look at a problem, or you can look at an opportunity. How do you look at problems? This is what uh, Psalms 112 says about the person that fears the Lord and is uh, saturated with the scriptures in their lives. He shall not be moved forever. Regardless of what comes to shake him and move him, he is firm in his commitment. He is going to follow the Lord and trust the Lord. He shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remem remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil things. Ever have evil, challenging things come your way? His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid of any crisis that, that happens in his life, and he will see his desire upon his enemies. I, I looked at that scripture, and I thought, there's some people that you have a hard time getting along with, right? And when things go bad for them, you're happy. And I thought that this was speaking about bad things happening to people that you don't like. That's not what it's saying. It's saying, when you have the heart of God, you want your enemies to change so that they can become godly people. And that's what it means. We will see people's lives so influenced and changed that unexpectedly, God will work in their hearts and their lives will be transformed. And I'm, that's what I'm believing. <clears throat> uh, can you switch it over to the next the next thing. Uh, what do you see? I think for most of us, uh, we, when we look at something like this, we see a black dot. You see that? And that's most of our focus. You know what the problem with most of us is? That we magnify the negative and we minimize the positive when we should be magnifying the positive and minimizing the negative. So rather than looking at the entire picture and see 
this huge white uh, screen in front of us, we focus in on looking at the little dot. And that's what happens in our lives if we're not careful, that we magnify the negative rather than magnifying the positive in our lives. I um, shared with you that uh, I had a real difficulty appreciating my dad because he hardly spent time with me. when I was growing up. And one day I was sitting in my um, devotional time thinking about my dad. And I went through all these things and I realized my dad is just like God to me. And I didn't realize it. Uh, these, are, these are some of the pointers. There's about eight of them. He gave birth to you. He was industrious and productive and determined he provided, he provided me with an expensive education in a parochial school, one of the best in Oahu. Uh, he was wise, prophetic, and sacrificial. Uh, he sacrificed a, a thing he enjoyed. He was a teacher of Okinawan music to take care of my mom when she uh, got disabled. He, he left us, and he did that in order to leave us an inheritance, which inheritance blessed every one of my kids with a new home. And he prioritized through his death more than I could provide for myself. So I have just as much coming in for my retirement to him after he died, as I'm providing for myself. Can't believe that. So every single day, I'm living with resources he's provided. And I didn't have a relationship with him. We never really, really talked until the last three years of his life. I think most of us look at God like that without realizing it. That he has blessed us so much, but we look at the little black dot and not see the great blessing, the bigger picture of what we need to see. <clears throat> and, um, you know, one of the greatest challenges, I want, I want my whole family to come up. So can, can you come up? The Asatos come up and the Houstons come up. Can you guys all come? Come on up. You know, I'm really surprised that God has blessed us. We've got 19 in our family now, 11 grandkids and... Uh, a year ago, we went to Sharina and Ryan's home. All of us fit together for, how long was it? Ten days in their home. And every, you know what? It was everybody got along well together. That's amazing. Uh, when John, Sharina, and David were young, we took them to my mom and dad's home. And he has a beautiful home in Manoa. And after we were there for about three or four days, I don't know, I don't know how long we were there, um, he decided he didn't want us to come back again. <laughs> because somebody's sanitary pad, female sanitary pad, got stuck in the toilet. And it was too much of a problem to have us around, you know? So, 
The other day I came home at night. We, we had been blessed. Susan and I were really blessed. We, we got to go to uh, see this magic show. Warren and Annabelle, and it's a $92 show. Somebody gives us free. I came home, and I was really um, irritated. Found out that the dog had peed in, uh, uh, on the carpets several places, and Susan was supposed to be taking care of the dog to make sure that they were um, not doing that. And this is a whole list of things that uh, I put down. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. The ice maker is not working as soon as our kids... Uh, uh, so we've got all the Houston young boys that are living with us with Sharina. And the older ones are living with uh, John and Joss. And... Uh, Oh, Dave and Marissa only have their kids. <laughs> and everybody's at our house all the time, most of the time. So the ice maker is not working. The kitchen drain almost got clogged because one of the kids mistaken it for a garbage disposal. There was a one-inch ice forming at the bottom of the ice tray in the freezer. The door security sensor was found on the floor in pieces, and I had to put it all together. It took me 20 minutes to put that together, and it worked. My bathroom rug is wet after a shower, that I, and I always make sure I wipe myself down so that I don't step in on a wet rug. Somebody was using my towel to dry their body before I could use it. The home is messy, nothing's in place. Shoes are normally neatly placed in front of the door and they're not now. I know that the water and electric bill is gonna be sky high after they leave. <laughs> and uh, John Electric Power, half of his house, shut down. And when the solar water heater runs out, they all come to our house to take a shower, and the water's cold when I take my shower. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what is really amazing? God's teaching me again. Be thankful that you've got a family that you can be irritated over. <laughs> Most people don't have families, or there's a lot of people that don't have families. <laughs> that relationships that you have should trump everything else. Isn't that a good lesson to learn? That relationships trump everything else. So I just want to close with this. Our children will be mighty when we serve the world to influence it. When we make our commitment to follow the Lord, be filled with his word, God will use us as an influence to touch other people's lives. And we live in a time that is so much uh, unlike what we have ever seen in the past. 
And so every single person who's a father, every single person who is a believer, you're going to face things you have never faced in the world, and you need to be following the Lord. You need to be in the scriptures to be able to discern what is going on in this world that is so full of confusion right now. And the only place of sanity is going to be in the house of God and walking with the Lord. And this is what the Lord promises to those that serve uh, him and serve the world to influence it, that we will be blessed in order to be a blessing. Everybody say that. Blessed to be a blessing. That's what I believe God is doing for us. He is blessing our lives so that we can be a blessing. And he, he wants to show what our lives will, will stand out in a world of darkness because we are people of light, the Bible says. And this is what the scripture says, and we close with this. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. His righteousness endures forever. He hath dispersed. He has given to the poor, being generous to help others. Right, his righteousness will endure forever, and his influence, his horn, his power, his influence will be exalted with honor. Isn't that a great promise that God gives to us? God wants to see the growth in every single one of our lives. <clears throat> and I believe when, when I'm looking at my family, I realized this is not because of, of us and me. It is because God is so gracious. And he enables us to do what we can't do but by ourselves. And for every single one of your lives, and what you want to see happen in your family, that God will do it. The requirement is, is you will be blessed if you fear the Lord and you greatly respect his word. When you put those things in proper perspective, that's going to happen. You know, I take a look at um, John and Sharina and David, and each of them are really different. You know, John's got a visionary gift. He can see into the future. He, he has things you want to see done. Sharina is really gifted in being able to organize things. She's just a great organizer. And David's always kind of in the background just helping out. But he's, from the very time that he was a little kid, he's just had a heart to just serve people. You know, we'd have all kinds of uh, guests come through our house. John wouldn't offer this. Sharina wouldn't offer this. But every time David would see somebody new in our house, say, can I give you something to drink? He was the, the one to serve. And... Even though you don't know it, he has that kind of a heart that is, is willing to just, he, uh, Susan says, uh, if I die and she's alone by herself, uh, she doesn't want John to take care of her, she doesn't want Sharina to take care of her, <laughs> she would want David to take care of her <laughs> because she understands his heart. Every one of us are made different, and we can make those differences uh, a barrier and a wall and a point of criticism where we can allow those gifts to be something we respect and admire and not make a big thing of. We just accept it as it is. And 
When we live that way, God will shape us and make us to be what he wants us to be. So uh, out of Psalms 112, I'm going to ask David to pray for all the dads this morning. David, can you come? All, all the fathers in the house, can you just stand? I just want to pray for you, and I'm going to have uh, David pray for you and ask God's blessing upon your life. That uh, the grace that he has given to my life and our family is not something that's special and individual. That is something God says is for every single one of our lives. Good morning. All right. Is all of our fathers? All right. Here we go. Um, yeah, families around yeah, the dads, why don't you guys go ahead and put hands on them? Uh, there's nothing greater than a blessing from children to parents. And so go ahead and grab a hold of your, your uh, fathers. Okay, uh, dear Heavenly Father, I just want to pray a blessing over each and every single father that is here in this place. We thank you for their leadership, their example. We pray that you would guide them, direct them in every single decision that they make as it directly affects those that they are responsible for. We pray that you would protect them as they are protection over their family, over their spouses, over their children. And we pray that their children and their children's children will be blessed because of the way that they walk with you and they follow you and they love you. We thank you for each and every single one of the fathers here. We pray for an increased relationship between father and child, increased relationship between husband and wife. We thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Okay, why don't we all stand together and we'll close in prayer. Father, we thank you for this morning and for every person that's in this house. We know that you are our Lord and, we, and for any person that has never given their hearts to you, I just pray that you open their lives and help them to take the step to want to serve you, walk with you, love you, and know you. And we just ask that in every heart, in every life, whether fathers, uh, or those who are not in that kind of a, a role in their lives, in their stage in their lives, that you will help them to realize that they are influencers that will influence those that they rub shoulders with. Help them to trust you and become like you. Help them, Lord, to uh, be uh, motivated with a positive uh, uh, attitude in their hearts and lives and help them to serve all those around them. And we just give you thanks that our lives can make a difference as we touch a world that is in darkness and in confusion right now. And we commit our lives to that, to that end, and we give you thanks. Bless all the families this morning and throughout this day in a very special way, we pray. In Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Have a great day and a great week.